guy is a commentator, activist, and you've seen him on Rebel News, Infowars, and of course his infamous interviews with CP24 and other mainstream media. You can follow him on Twitter at ChrisSocochia1 and Instagram at RealChrisSky, where he has 150,000 followers and climbing. Chris, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, always. Thanks. How are you, man? Thanks for coming in studio. We know this is banned right now. You can't see people face to face. It's a big problem. Um, I want to get right into it. And something that's been going on a lot right now is um, the uh, the YouTube video we had, the interview I had with you from last summer, late September. It's it been was going, September 26th. It's been going viral. It, um, it's been tweeted by UFC fighters. Uh, now Zuby, who I understand you've done an interview with, he's a he's a rapper of the UK. So now it's going to overseas, this video. Probably 5 million views at this point. I just wanted to set this up so everybody can see exactly what we're talking about. We can go ahead and play the first clip here, guys. It's that simple. You don't need a mask. The mask is about compliance because they know Canadians like to do what they're told. So if they tell you you have to wear a mask, next they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better, they're going to tell you, sorry, the vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be, so now you still got to wear your mask, still got to get contact trace, still have all the restrictions and social distancing, and still take your vaccine. And then what did you get out of all of this? You got a whole year where you weren't allowed to travel, your business was closed, they took your rights and freedoms, they forced the vaccine on you, and what happened? The same amount of people died, everything is the exact same, and now they're going to put you back on lockdown and bring it all the way till July of next year so they can do the same thing again. Bring you from July, August, and September, getting you off lockdown, but just to bring you back on lockdown again. If you idiots haven't figured it out yet, it's a perpetual cycle that you never get out of, and it's a way to take your rights, your freedoms, close your business, take your wealth. Why? So you become dependent on government. Why? If you're independent, the government works for you like it's supposed to. If you depend on the government to give you a paycheck to feed your family every month because they closed your business on you, now the government doesn't work for you. The government rules you. So instead of a middle class, we have the government, upper class, and the lower class dependents that rely on the government to survive. In other words, we have a slave class. And that's what they're trying to do. It's that simple. So I'd say that probably has at least 5 million views in total online right now. Oh. Well, I know for a fact, I saw it get subtitled in a whole bunch of different languages. Oh, really? And I got confirmation because every time somebody sees it in a different country, they tell me and they'll show mm -hmm. me. So I've seen it in Canada, US, UK, Australia, Ireland, New Zealand, Netherlands, uh, France, Germany, Serbia, Nicaragua. It's definitely making its rounds. So a lot of people ask, um, I think both of us, about the original date, which you mentioned is September 26th. Yes. People always want to know how you were able to predict this stuff. Because when they ask about the date, they say, no, this couldn't have been from that far behind. People want to know how you're able to predict this stuff and maybe where you're getting information from. Ladies and gentlemen, all this stuff was planned well in advance. If you're still in denial of that fact and that that didn't convince you, I'm not, I, I'm not a psychic. I don't just pull things out of the air. The things like the vaccine passport that I warned about on our last live, and now they just admitted like yesterday that they're looking at it. Uh, that was already in the cards in 2018. I shared, I shared clips showing this, that it was intended even before COVID was a thing. And people said, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. Now, they, now that it's coming out and they set up these nice quarantine hotels and all these travel restrictions and all these other restrictions, they're hoping that the Canadian public will jump at the chance to get vaccinated and get a little certificate that tells them, now you can have your freedom back. 
And really, it's not freedom because then you're going to have to get four vaccines every year. Remember, I told you that too, that we it's a yearly to, annual. We can get to a lot of the stuff that you've claimed. <laughs> um, I wanted to show basically the stuff that the action that because a lot of people can say stuff I mean, like you said these documents are out there um there's stuff like the leaked memos that everybody says of course i saw that i saw the exact same a lot of people saw it there was a un document this is not this is common knowledge and it basically outlined the lockdowns and they just gave it to each country and allowed each country to tweak it for their own people to make it more palpable for their people and to give the impression that it wasn't an international document disseminated to all countries to make it, people think that every country made up their own rules. No, 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 no. The five levels of lockdown were in there. In a place like Ireland, they went level one to five. In a place like Canada, where we like colors, now we got green to gray. It's still five levels of lockdown. All the five levels are identical. They used Australia as the model for the fifth level of lockdown where you can't leave your house, you can't go any, like can't literally do anything. And that's what they really want to do here. Yeah, so what I was going to say was a lot of people can can say these things. Um, some of it, like you said, is predictable in, in the fact that it's out there. But I wanted to make focus on the fact that you actually are doing things. So the next clip I wanted to show is um, about the Radisson Hotel, which Rebel News has been crazily... Um, efficient at reporting at from the beginning with your help of places that they said these aren't government quarantine yeah. facilities these are just hotels they're sure. under construction was uh, i forget the famous uh, construction workers name there at uh, uh jake or jeff or something david menzies knows them but he said they were under construction oh, yeah. so i want to get to this clip um about the guy the very first guy many lights he goes by um who you helped get out of quarantine at the Radisson Hotel. So we can get to that clip and then we'll talk about how that actually all came together. No problem. We were just out to the Radisson Hotel. We took a look around. Can you tell us what it was like staying at that Radisson Hotel, which apparently isn't really a Radisson Hotel anymore after all? It's, a, it's an odd experience. It's something that you see when you watch a movie. So. Straight from the airport, you you know they, they tell you to get on the bus, um, and, and you don't know what type of bus. I was picturing like some kind of like maybe nicest bus, and uh, when we got out the doors, um, you're staring at a couple school buses lined up waiting for people. Hmm. So it's a yellow school bus. We get on the school bus, and uh, it was just me and my dad at the time. And uh, they packed up our stuff in the back and drove us straight to the Radisson. And when we got to the Radisson, uh, there was an, an odd thing that happened too. When we pulled up to that same security guard that's outside, uh, the bus driver did something like this. And the security guard did it back. It was like a signal, there's two, there's two. It was an odd experience to even witness that. So we go inside and they drive us to the side of the building where there's this giant tent um, just mounted off the side of the building. Giant white tent. So we're waiting inside the bus. He says, wait a bit, because I guess they know we're coming. Maybe the security guard pages whoever is inside. And two people come out in full gear, like fully covered. Literally looks like a movie. I took a little clipping of that and I was like, whoa, this is the movies. So we walk through the tent and we're, it's, you know, all white plastic and we walk through a door and we walk through the door. It's into another like 
tented kind of area and it's it's everything's white like the floor is white the sides of the buildings white and the top and then we walk through a corridor which would probably be the hotel before but everything is plastered in white plastic like i'm telling you like the ceiling is covered the floor is covered the walls are covered everything's covered so shout out to DeRay, and the security guard's name is Jamie. I don't want to forget that guy, the guy who says it's under construction. So how did you first get in contact with this guy? Um, how did that all happen? Well, I heard about the mandatory quarantine hotels, and I knew right away it's a complete violation of our rights. And the only reason they're doing it is because they want to convince you to accept the vaccine passport. And I want to stress that. Everything that they're doing, closing your business, closing your gym, forcing you to wear a mask, all the stuff they're doing is to try to convince you that it's a good idea for you to go along with this idea of a vaccine passport so they can vaccinate you multiple times a year, every year, and then use that as an excuse to prevent you from travel, work, congregating, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you think it's a conspiracy theory, they already have it in place in Israel, and they've already made it quite clear that if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to be relegated to small shops and grow grocery stores and you're basically shunned from the rest of society. And that's what they want. They want a complete medical tyranny on you. So I heard about these quarantine facilities and I didn't really know much about them except that anybody should be able to walk out of there at any time. That's the only thing I knew because it's a violation of our rights as a Canadian citizen. So unless you've tested positive for COVID or unless you have symptoms of COVID, they have no legal authority to keep you there. So everyone in there I knew is there voluntarily, whether they know it or not. They want you to think it's involuntary. They want you to scare you, tell you if you leave, you're gonna get arrested, you're gonna get fined, this and that. Reality, you can leave whenever you want and there's nothing they can do but maybe give you a fake fine that will not hold up in court. So I got a message on Instagram from this girl and she's like, my friend uh, DeRay Many Lights is stuck in one of these quarantine places with his dad. They just came back from Jamaica. Can I give him your number? I said, sure, give him my number. I'll see if I can help him out. So he called me out of the blue, never heard of him before. We talked on the phone for a few minutes and I told him everything I just told you. I'm like, you can walk right out of there. I go, in fact, I want everybody to know you can walk right out of there. So I'm gonna call you later. We're gonna do an Instagram live. I'm gonna call you an Uber and you and your dad are gonna walk out of there. And sure enough, that's exactly what we did. We did a live. I told him exactly what to say to the police. It's a, a violation of section six of my charter rights. It's a violation of 14.1 of the Quarantine Act. And it's a violation of more rights as a Canadian citizen. And I wanna leave right now. And if you lay a finger on me, I will call the police and the police will have no choice but to come there and let you go because the police's number one oath is to uphold our charter of rights and freedoms. The people at these quarantine facilities are just private security. They're literally mall cops standing there trying to act tough. So he did exactly what we said. I called him an Uber. Him and his dad packed their stuff. They were isolated in separate rooms, by the way, because when these isolation facilities, they keep you completely separate. Even if you're a fat with a family member you were traveling with, you're not allowed to leave the room for 14 days for any reason. No air condition, uh, no open window, so no fresh air. They give you three meals a day from a U-Haul truck delivered through the Red Cross, which are not meals. And you're just supposed to sit there and take this. And now we're even supposed to pay for it on top of that. So. We got him on live, told him what to say. He walked right out. They tried to threaten him and stuff on video. It was really sad watching them try to be all tough when they can't really, they have absolutely no authority. And then he got in the car and he left. And sure enough, he never even got a ticket or a fine or anything from after that. So that's how we met. So how many people would you say have, have come to you for this advice now? And have Hundreds. They, hundreds? And I put my number public. I put it on Rebel. I put it on Instagram. I put it everywhere because I want to help everybody that wants to help themselves. Because I know once I help that one person, they're gonna tell a whole bunch of other people. And those other people are finally gonna grow a set of balls and they're gonna stand up to this tyranny. Because it's literally, all Canadians have to do is say no. And instead of saying no, Canadians are so weak-minded and so pathetic, and I will use that word and I will say it again, pathetic, 
that even knowing that all they have to do is say, I'm a Canadian citizen, I don't want to take your test, and I don't want to take your quarantine. They will still just shut their mouth, line up like a sheep, wait three hours, let them shove something way up your nose, and then pay so they can be forcibly confined. That's even worse than slavery. Slaves are forcibly confined, but they don't pay for it. So we got people so emotionally manipulated and so like disheartened and they're so weak that they will literally pay for their own forcible confinement. It's absolute insanity when they know that all they have to do is say no. So after a lot of this stuff happened, mm -hmm. I'd imagine that you started getting people saying, oh, you're giving out of this advice. Um, you wouldn't do this yourself. Ha! So, <laughs> so a lot of the times when this has happened with you that I've noticed, and because, um, you know, I don't believe most people. I don't believe a lot of the lockdown groups. I don't, I don't like a lot of them. I beefed with them, if you want to call it that. So and you went to the airport and you showed on your Instagram um, yourself not getting tested, not doing quarantine not listening to anything they said so I want to show that that's one of the more viral clips of recent yeah. uh, of recent dates so I want to show that one in its entirety for anybody who hasn't seen it yet you can go to his Instagram to see it but let's show the full clip of you interacting with is it customs or is it just customs border security and police okay let's play that uh, that clip there got my bags and we're gonna go outside we're gonna refuse their stupid test and tell everybody to refuse their stupid test So, yeah. Hi. Yes, because I have a medical condition, so I don't need to wear one. And I'm also a Canadian citizen, and this is a violation of our charter rights, Section 6, and a violation of the Emergency Act 14.1. So I'm going to be declining your test today. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. No problem. I'll happily do that. Everybody in here, if you are a Canadian citizen, simply deny the test, deny their quarantine, and there's nothing you can do. They cannot stop you. They cannot force you. You are a citizen. You have rights. If you want to wait in the line for two hours, let them put shit up your nose. Go right ahead. But if you have a brain and you have balls, just say no. That's fine. I have a body. I have a camera on as well. So yes, everybody, this is what you do. You say no to their tests, no to their quarantine, and if you're a citizen or a permanent resident, there's absolutely nothing they can do but acknowledge that you have rights and they have to respect that. Is that not true? Say it's true for the camera, everybody. Say it's true. I do, of course. That's not a problem. I refuse to take your test a million percent. And everybody in here, Canadian citizens, you can refuse the test. Just say no. Don't wait in line, and there's nothing they can do. Okay, I will not yell. That's true. But I just want you guys to acknowledge for 91,000 people watching that anybody can refuse the test. Perfect. Thank you. You guys hear that? Straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the police, refuse the test. Ooh, I'm getting a ticket. Oh, not another one of those tickets. You know, tell everybody how many people have been convicted of those tickets in Canada. Answer? Zero. How many people have been charged? Thousands. How many people convicted? Zero. Why? It's a violation of our charter rights. So when that ticket goes to court, they throw it the fuck out. It's that simple. So I'm waiting for my little fine. Thanks, guys. I just want everybody to acknowledge that this is perfectly legal, perfectly acceptable. Thank you. Do you get the feeling...
from these cops or the people at the customs or Health Canada, they don't want to be doing this stuff? Or do you think that a lot of them believe uh, that they should be forcibly confining people, for example? Absolutely not. The vast majority of police know this is garbage. They know this is bullshit and they didn't sign up for this. The number one oath a police officer takes is to uphold our charter of rights and freedoms. And everything they're asking them to do now is going against that. Those officers were not upset when I stepped out of the line. In fact, they were impressed. After we got off the film, they escorted me right to where David was waiting so we could do the Rebel interview. They shook my hand, they said, have a good night, and they left. They weren't angry with me. They, they, like, they respected the fact that I stood up for myself. And that's why I did that, because once again, everything they're doing to you is to make you accept this vaccine passport that's been in the works for years. It's not a brand new thing that they're just announcing now just because you saw it on TV now and you think it's new. No, for years, this has been a plan. And COVID is the, vet, is the avenue they're using to sell it to you. So I made this video because their avenue was going to be, oh, unless you, if you don't want to take a hotel quarantine and you don't want to have forced testing, you're going to need this vaccine passport. And I wanted to show all of Canada and the world, no, you don't need a vaccine passport. You just got to come home and say, I'm a Canadian citizen, so I'm not taking your test, I'm not doing your quarantine, and I'm going home. That way, when they come up with the idea of this vaccine passport, Canadians aren't so eager to jump to it and give away our last bastion of freedom that we have left. Once you give in to medical tyranny and you do not have bodily autonomy and they can literally forcibly inject you with whatever they want as a pretense for you to live your life, are you free? Absolutely not. That's the most invasive violation of our rights thus far. And that's why they waited an entire year of demoralizing you and destroying your life and making you as hopeless as possible so you will not just accept it, you will beg for it. That's what they're doing. They're doing psychological warfare on you to weaken you to the point where you will not only accept defeat, you will accept perpetual defeat for the rest of your life. Now, David Menzies, like you mentioned, was at the airport. He interviewed a lot of people who were saying that they'd rather, why, why would you rather go home? Like, in my opinion, you go to the airport, even if I'm not a person who doesn't believe in this stuff, um, I, my options are get a ticket for around $890, I think it is usually, or you can pay two, upwards of $2,000, go and stay in a hotel room, um, at your expense, with crappy food, you can't go outside, you can't do a whole lot of things. But people there that David Menzies interviewed are still saying, no, I'm going to follow the rules and just do that. Why do you think that is? Because Canadians are the most weakest people <laughs> on planet Earth. I'm, I'm going to say it straight. If you weren't weak, we wouldn't be in this mess. I made Mothers Against Distancing, my nonprofit. Why? Because I know the fastest and best way to wake somebody up is by using their children. And a mother's bond with their child is stronger than all this propaganda they're disseminating. A mother knows their child shouldn't be in a mask 10 hours a day inside and outside at school. A mother knows the social distancing and all that is psychological trauma. So I'm seeing mothers standing up. What am I seeing from men? I'm seeing men shun me. I'm seeing men say, put on a mask. I'm seeing men put masks on their families. You know what you guys are? You're losers. If, you, if you're a man and you put a mask on your wife and children, you are a loser. Look at yourself in the mirror and repeat after me. I am a loser. I do not mince words. I'm not here to coddle you, impress you. Canadians have been coddled enough. That's why we're in this mess. I had 41-year-old Canadian man call his mommy to call me because he was going to be crossing the border and he was scared. 
I talk to this guy's mother on the phone. I tell everybody, if, yeah, if you have a problem, call me. People call me 24 hours a day. Someone lands at the airport at 3.30 in the morning. I hear my phone ringing. I already know what it is, so I'll pick <laughs> it up, and I'll help them and make sure that they don't get detained and make sure they get through. So I have this lady call me, and I swear to God, I thought she was talking about like a 12 or 13-year-old boy that was on vacation for like a school trip or something. And then I asked her just out of the blue, I'm like, so how old is your son, by the way? 41. This is the state of men in Canada. This is why we're in this mess. People keep saying, oh, I'm the, I'm the reason that this is prolonging. No. The more you comply, if you haven't noticed, every time you comply, they move the goalposts and they make you comply with something else. If you didn't comply with that, they couldn't go to the next phase. In fact, it starts going the other way and things get open and you get your freedom back. If everybody just took off their mask tomorrow, what could they do? fine all of Canada with a fake fine that's not going to show up in court anyway? If everybody opened their business tomorrow, what are they going to do? Send everything they got to all the businesses? It took them all their resources to shut down one business, and it took them three days with Adam Skelly's barbecue. So what are they going to do if Canadians just stand up and say no? Absolutely nothing. But what are Canadians doing? Canadian men in particular, they're walking around on their knees, wearing two masks, telling everybody that compliance is a virtue. Why? Because they're cowards. It's that simple. If you're wearing a mask, if you're keeping your business closed, you're a coward and you're the reason we're in this mess. If everybody grew up, became adults, decided that, hey, I'm not going to follow rules just because somebody told me to. I'm going to follow rules if they actually make sense, if it's actually going to benefit myself and my family. I'm not gonna follow a rule that's gonna absolutely destroy my life and my family's future. You gotta be absolutely ridiculous to do that. They're following it because they're scared and they're making excuses. You know what Canadians are the best in the world at doing? Making excuses for not standing up for themselves because they're really afraid. That's what this comes down to, fear. And people are afraid because they watch their TV. I tell everybody, turn off your TV. You won't be depressed anymore. You won't be afraid anymore. You don't see people dying all around you until you turn on TV. They're telling you everyone's dying. You're going to die. Wear your mask. Listen to public health and you're dead. That's basically what the message is. So until people understand, until we can change their perception that, number one, this is not about your health and safety. This is about complete control and dominance of your life for the next, for forever, then once they change their perception, the propaganda stops working. Or if people just stop watching TV, their, their entire outlook would change. But they'll never do that because people are addicted to TV like they're addicted to drugs. The TV tells them what to think, who to like, who to hate, how to dress, what to eat, and apparently exactly how to live. I do run into that with uh, some people I know. Um call them up and, and they've been watching too much TV. That's something I can definitely get behind. The TV told me so is a line I use <laughs> yeah. a lot. Now, you t something you did um, with masklessness was the maskless shopping. And that's another example of you wanting to set the example for other people to follow, putting your, uh, wh what's the phrase here, putting your money where your mouth is essentially. So I want to show the clip of um, when you were inside, I believe it was Whole Foods, and there was a manager there who really got really that, offended. That, I think you're going to play the clip from Longo's actually. If Longo's, it's a little skinny, okay. If it's little skinny Daniel and his glasses, yeah. Yeah, can we play that clip? I think it is Longo's. So Chris, what's going on here? The cops are trying to illegally tell everybody to leave. I told them, which is their requirement by law, to contact the bylaw municipal enforcement who actually has the authority. Those police officers do not have any authority under these bylaws. So that's why I said, call the bylaw officer, bring them here, and the bylaw 
officer will have to explain to them that under the municipal bylaw that was passed by our government, they cannot deny us service, they cannot ask us for proof of our condition, and they cannot ask us what our condition is. And they definitely cannot ask us to leave the store without serving us. And that's why those cops came here, tried to be all tough, and then just walked away. And Chris, I mean, the law aside, why wouldn't Whole Foods just ring up your orders? You would have been gone by now. Because people like Jeff Bezos and Amazon and our government have a vested interest in keeping this pandemic going. Okay, so that was Whole Foods. Yeah, that was the Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah. So we went, we went into Shoppers Drug Mart, we went into uh, Longo's, we went to Whole Foods at Bloor and Young. Why do we do this? Because everybody has the right to a medical exemption when they shop. Mask mandates should not even be a thing. Uh, 16 of the U.S. states no longer have mask mandates. They do not have higher case rates than anybody else. North Dakota went even a step further and passed a law making mask mandates illegal. Imagine that. Here in Canada, you're told that you're a psychopath, a grandma killer, anti-science if you don't want to wear a mask. While other countries are passing laws to make mask wearing illegal. So that's how brainwashed Canadians are and how manipulated via their emotions. So why do we do this massive shopping? It's just another way to end this tyranny. If everybody did what we just did that day, and even had groups of 20 or 30 people, and every other day they went to a different store, let them call the cops. You're not trespassing. You're shopping like a normal person. You're not in violation of a bylaw or the law. So what, you're making them uncomfortable? They should be uncomfortable. Everyone that's stuck around wearing a mask is uncomfortable. So if you go into a store with 20, 30 people and all the other people see these mask-free shoppers and you just walk around like a normal person, do your shopping and leave, guess what? Next time you walk into that store, you'll see more people without a mask and more people without a mask. And once the mask mandate is crushed and masks become a recommendation instead of a mandate, this is all over because 90% of the people will choose not to wear them. And that's why they're pushing, once again, this vaccine passport. They're telling you now, if you get the vaccine and you're with other fully vaccinated people, you will no longer have to wear the mask, but only if you're with other fully vaccinated people. Which is an answer they've changed on already uh, exactly. a couple times. And, and they even talk about the masks in the gym. They say that they're following public health advice to make you wear a mask in the gym, which it doesn't take a genius. It takes common sense to realize that exercising while wearing a mask is not good for you. You're getting sweat. You're getting bacteria. You're touching all this equipment and then touching the mask. Mm -hmm. It's literally like a Petri dish on your face while you're huffing and puffing, struggling to catch your breath as it is. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you go to the WHO website, they have an entire page dedicated to how you're not supposed to wear a mask while exercising. And even an instructional video showing people this. Meanwhile, when you go to any gym, they tell you they're following the House of Public Health officials. Who? <laughs> Yeah, even when this first started a year ago, when the gyms were still open, um, they said you don't have to wear a mask when you're working out. A lot of people did. They looked, I noticed a difference. It was funny. I noticed a difference in locations of how many people would not wear a mask. I'd go to one location, everybody would stare at me. I'd go to another location, I'd feel like people would see me not wearing a mask and have the confidence to not wear one. But then, of course, uh, gyms were closed down and I'm now the monster you see before you. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about, um, we get a lot of emails, I get a lot of emails of people getting shunned from especially grocery stores I've noticed for not wearing masks and we've got Jimmy or Sally or Billy who works at the grocery store saying no um, no mask exemptions at all why do you think that is do you think it's smart of the organizations themselves to set themselves up to for human rights complaints like this it's public 
it's pressure from the government. It's that simple. The government wants compliance. That's all they want. They want you to comply with the mask because the masks are the basis of all the other restrictions. If they can get everyone wearing the mask, number one, it perpetuates the idea that there's something to be afraid of. Number two, it shows your submission. It shows your compliance and it literally muzzles your voice. Number three, it tells everybody that they're doing, they're, it tries to tell everybody you're doing your part. So they use a guilt trip on you to make you wear it. But there's no real science behind mask wearing. So you want to, um, the most troubling part you mentioned getting through to mothers and their kids. And that's another thing that I see a lot of is people saying their child has developed this rash or whatever. Um, of course, psychologically, it clearly, putting something over a kid's mouth clearly has a psychological effect on them, no matter if you want to get into the science behind it or not. Do you and wanna... they bully the crap out of, of the course. kids that are exempted. You want a good example is somebody who works here's younger sister got bullied on the subway for not wearing a mask. Forget that, I'm talking about at school. Yeah. I know a four-year-old child who got an exemption, a little girl, and they tell the teachers are in on this and the other parents are in on this and the school actually supports this to try to get compliance back. They, tell, they told this little girl she could come to school without a mask. Then when she went to school without a mask, they literally told all the other kids to stay away from her, including her friends. So this little girl was so traumatized, she came home crying to her parents, begging them to allow her to wear the mask <laughs> so her friends would talk to her. And that's the type of coercion we're up against. But they're not just doing it to, to children, they're doing it to every segment of society. Do you want to look in the camera and tell the parents who I would... I would hope, and I know my siblings have a lot of kids, they don't want their kids wearing masks. I would hope that I wouldn't tell my kid to wear a mask. You want to tell the parents how and why they shouldn't be doing that? Ladies and gentlemen, your child at school is trying to learn. They're trying to develop mentally and physically. Putting a mask on their face and putting them through social distancing, standing on little dots, waiting their turn, single file, one side of the hallway, one desk, no recess, sitting in little sections, all that stuff is psychological and physiological trauma on a grand scale, and it's over a prolonged period in an academic setting where they're supposed to be learning. So they come into school with this mindset to learn, learn knowledge, learn life skills. And all they're learning is to be afraid. And all they're learning is to follow orders. And all they're learning is to wear this mask 24-7. They're literally making children wear the mask inside, outside. And some schools make them wear it while they eat, pull it down between bites and eat it. And if they want to be able to breathe, they give them a little punch card, and every time you do a good deed or a favor for the school, they cross one check off. And after you've done a certain amount of good deeds, you can get a five-minute mask break. You're literally allowing them to abuse your children to the point where they have to do work for air. And you think this is not bad for your children? You think this is not going to have a lasting psychological and physiological impact? You think that wearing a mask for 10 hours a day doesn't block the type of oxygen required to their little tiny brains that are still developing? You parents should be ashamed of yourselves. You can tell yourself any excuse you want. Look me in the eye and tell me that you're not harming your children. You know you are. So if you're not, actively fighting for your children to be mass free in school, if you're not going with other parents in your school, working together and demanding that your child's rights be restored and they follow the law, which is allowing mask exemptions in school, regardless of their so-called school policy, you are not a parent, you are an enabler. 
and you are sacrificing your child's innocence, you are sacrificing their well-being, and you are sacrificing their future. You are killing their potential, and you are bringing a child that could have come up here, and you're making sure that they'll never get past here in society. And you're breeding an entire generation of completely terrified, compliant, unthinking drones that won't even be able to walk through a doorway unless there's a dot on both sides and someone to tell them when it's safe. And that's an absolute travesty that can destroy this entire country even worse than the economic collapse we've already experienced. So parents, it's time to wake up. Parents, look in the mirror. It's time to stand up for your children. There's no more excuses. Two weeks has been 52 weeks, and they have no plans to take the mask off your kids. They have no plans to remove these restrictions. So, what are you going to do? I just wanted to get some of that out there because I don't think enough people are talking about that. I want to give a shout out, of course, to fightthefines.com for the tons, almost a thousand people I believe we've helped now with that. So you can go to fightthefines.com. If you do, uh, do get what you call a stupid little green slip, I would agree <laughs> with what it is because it's, uh, oh, I just don't like it. I want to give someone little stats. If you look, they'll talk, talk about it in mainstream media. They'll tell you in Ontario... 90% of those that they've given out, and there's tens of thousands, are unresolved. So how did they resolve the other 10%? Some idiots are idiots and just paid the fine without trying to fight it or without trying to do their option. But the vast majority of people that said they wanted to fight it would get something in the mail from the, the government called an early resolution. So they basically tell you to plead guilty to the fine, and instead of paying $880, you'll pay like 75 bucks. So a lot of people rather just pay that $75 than go to court. So that's the only way you will pay these tickets. If you're either too stupid and just pay it, or you, you, try, you say you want to fight it and they give you an early resolution and you decide to plead guilty just for the, the, the non-hassle of it. But if you get a fine, no matter what it says, it could say a gazillion dollars on it. If you fight in court, you will win, period. Got a few more questions here for you. People want to get an update on your legal battles. Um, are they still pushing it back in court? Are you still going to uh, challenge the charter in terms of the Supreme Court? Anything like that going on right now? They just keep postponing me. I keep asking for disclosure so I can get the evidence and I can get a trial date. Because as everyone knows, I'm the only person charged in the history of Canada criminally under the Quarantine Act. I got a whole bunch of other charges too, but that's the one that I'm focusing on the most because I want my trial date. I want to challenge it in court. Char multiple charter violations, which they will not be able to justify. They will not be able to demonstrate that there was no other way to justify uh, violating our rights. In order for them to be able to violate your rights in court, they have to prove that there was no other way. They have to prove it was a dire situation, and they have to prove that there was literally nothing else they could do that could get the same result besides violating your right. Let's take the hotel quarantine, for example. <laughs> they tell you that you're safer getting on a bus full of potentially sick people and going to a building full of potentially sick people than you would be if you simply went home to your house by yourself, completely isolated. Let that stand in court. Let them say that we had to violate your Section 6 charter rights because you're so much safer in a building full of potentially sick people than you would be at your home. The only reason they did that has nothing to do with safety. It has to do with deterring you from travel. And they admitted that. And why do they want to deter you from travel? So you'll accept the vaccine passport. You memorize a lot of uh, sections, laws, and stats. Is this just from reading a lot? How do you ma manage to maintain? Because you rattle off stats faster than a lot. The only time I'm 
able to do that is something that I've read over and over again and written down. Are you just good? Do you just have a good memory? I have a weird brain. So I remember, <laughs> th I remember things. It's either a curse or a blessing, especially numbers and stats. When I read them, I can read it once or twice, and it just sticks in my head. I believe you're a demon is what the latest. Oh, my God, yes. A demon actor. We're going to have to get Pat. Is it Pat Robertson, the guy who says everything's demonic? That's demonic. Buddha statues, those are demonic. <laughs> yeah, they said I was demonic because of my neck tattoo. My neck tattoo is Archangel Michael. <laughs> That's about as non-demonic as you can get. Oh, we'll see about that. Um, of course, people started to first find out about you at the protests. Are you planning on going back? Are you done with that? I mean, the protests have gotten smaller. I'm not going to lie. Well, they got smaller because of the. It's they got smaller cold. because not the cold. They put in that new order. They put in a state of emergency on top of the emergency order that made protesting illegal. Yes. So they quietly <laughs> took away another one of our charter rights, which is freedom of assembly and freedom of movement. That's two violations right there, section six and the first section. So they did that so quietly and nobody even made a peep. And then when they just went there and started arresting people with jackbooted thugs, half the people cheered it on. So they got away with it. So now they just took another one of our rights away and you still have idiots that say comply so we can get out of this. If you notice, the more you comply, the more rights they take. And if you notice, throughout history, freedom and rights are never given. They're always taken. Taken from you and taken back. They're never given to you. They're taken from you. And then it's up to you to take them back. Get so, that through your head, people. So are we getting you back at protests? Or well, do you want to leave it as a mystery? I'm going to be honest. I went to the protests. The last time I went to the protests was on the January 23rd. And I tried to get everybody to do the mass free shopping thing. And it was organized throughout Canada. And it started getting going in all different cities. These people at the protests, I'm calling you guys out right now. Because I talked to them. And I even did a speech. And I asked the entire crowd, thousands of people, how many of you wear a mask every day? And they all scream no. I'm like, how many of you wear a mask when they shop? They all scream no. So vehement and everyone's so proud of themselves. Then when it came down to the nitty gritty and it's time to actually do the mask free shopping, even with hundreds of people beside them, 95% of the people said, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to cause trouble. Mm. Let's just march down the street. Because you guys know, you've been marching down the street the last 52 weeks, and it's really done a lot. You guys have made a lot of change, especially with a few thousand people. If you had a few hundred thousand people, maybe that idea would work. When you have a few thousand people, you have to use your people as the way they can be most effective. And how could they be most effective? You break up into small groups and you take over the entire city by going into stores mass-free. Nothing will happen to you. Nothing will happen to anybody else except the city and the people will get used to seeing people shopping without a mask and the mask mandate will be a thing of the past. But the people did not have the fortitude to do that. And these are the people at the protest pretending that they'll do whatever it takes to get rid of the lockdown. And all I told them to do is walk into Shoppers Drug Mart without a mask with 100 other people, and they're still too scared to do that. The vast, vast majority. That would be when the protests split up and they try to... Uh, exactly. The streets. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So and ever since then, I've kind of lost faith in the protesters because, if you, first of all, they say that they come there to see me, they come to listen to me. Then I tell them what to do, and it's an actual legitimate way to get out of this and make a dent in this and actually be effective rather than walking down the street and being ignored or being ostracized. And they act like I'm some kind of like person trying to lead them into a trap or something. I did it myself. Well, Chris, I find like 
you can give as little or as much opinion on this as you want, but a lot of the, these figureheads, we'll call them, they're not really doing anything. They're making pages and they're feeling cool about it, which is why I keep coming back to you because not only are you predicting things, but you're actually going out and doing anything. The bajillion businesses opening on a certain day never happened. It's yeah. so like you said, the going in the mass, these, a lot of these people didn't want to do it. So kudos to anyone who actually wants to get a lot of the work done. The last question, Chris, before I let you go, the most serious one. Workout tips. Workout, workout and nutrition or just workout? Workout tips. The writers want to know about the workout. I think people accuse you probably of doing sup too many supplements all the time. Oh my God. What are your main main focus for somebody who wants to work out during the lockdown? I've tried to get him to do a workout video with David Menzies. Um, I would still like that to happen. I'll do a workout video. I have a gym in my house. I train every day. That's if, how I stay in shape, people. I As soon as COVID happened, I was one of those people that was like, wow, this isn't going to be two weeks. It's probably going to last years. So by April, I ordered everything I needed to make a gym at my house. I made a fantastic gym at my house, and I train every day. So if you want to get in shape, if you're trying to lose weight and retain muscle, that's what most guys are trying to do. They want to at least stay the same weight they are and gain muscle. Everyone has different goals. What I do, my routine is I wake up in the morning, I look after my dogs, I do 45 minutes of cardio before breakfast. Fasted cardio means there's nothing else in your system but your body to burn fat and other calories and even toxins come out of your body this way. So you burn nothing but fat, you up your metabolism for the next five, six hours, you prep your body for your first meal, and then I do go about my day, do whatever I do, and at the end of the day, whenever I'm done my stuff, sometimes even like 12, one o'clock, even two o'clock in the morning, I'll train, I'll train weights. So I do cardio in the morning, I do weights at night. So I train twice a day, uh, twice a day, five to seven days a week, depending on my goals. If I'm bulking, it's like five days. If I'm cutting, it's seven days, I don't take a day off. Now they say, President Trump sleeps five hours, Dana White sleeps four hours, Chris Guy, that's how you do it. I think that you don't sleep. You get into a chamber of some kind, it freezes you at night, and then you get out and you help more people. Thanks a lot. I really don't sleep. <laughs> I sleep basically like uh, 5.30 to 7.30 or like 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock in the morning, and then I'll have like an hour nap sometime throughout the day. So, so I sleep around three hours every 24. So you're Kramer. I don't know if you know the reference. <laughs> I know who Kramer is, but I don't know the he reference. He does a thing where he did a thing on an episode where he slept an hour every like six hours or something, they, or that, 15 minutes that, they, that's a, That's actually, a, that's that's actually a, a sleep study from the U.S. military, because I tried that as well, because I was doing work in different time zones. So... What they did is they did a study with the Special Forces and the Air Force, people that would have to be in different time zones virtually every day. So rather than sleep, which is a mono, monomorphic sleeping pattern, they call it when you sleep once and wake mm -hmm. up once, they would do a polymorphic sleeping pattern where they would have these little naps, two, uh, three two-hour naps a day. So they would get six hours sleep uh, spanned equally throughout the day, and it basically allows you to stay up 24 hours a day, and it doesn't matter which time zone you're in at that point. The only problem is I did it to myself, and then I didn't really read to the end of the study. <laughs> and what but, does that say? Well, after a few months, even the best of the best guys were only operating at about 85% efficiency because mm. the human body is really made to sleep at night and, wait, and be up during the day just because of the way the sun and the patterns work with the chemicals in our body. But for some reason, after ever since I did that uh, sleep pattern, I've been like this. I've been like this for years. I sleep literally three hours I've a day. I've thought of another new last question. Oh, it's also because I'm a demon. Ah, uh, that's true too. That's what it's kind of what it's about. How much of the stuff do people try to rope you into other stuff like flat Earth stuff and anything else? Uh, the su the sun is fake; it's localized. Do we get you roped into that stuff? Oh, I, they try to. They'll try to do any straw man argument as well. I'll say. I'll say something like, you know, an mRNA vaccine has never been used on people before in the history true. of humanity, which is a perfectly true, valid statement. And someone will respond with like, Oh, I bet you believe the Earth is flat too. <laughs> 
Like, how is that relevant? Obviously not, but this is the kind of minds we're dealing with. You can ask anybody about that. We looked that up uh, live one time. I have a paramedic friend. He says, you know, you're right. They have, they've been studying them for a long time. Never used them. That's, and there's a good reason for it. Last words to you. Huh, last words. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no plan to end this. The government has absolutely no incentive to let you take off your mask, let you open your business, or give you back the freedoms that they coerced you to give up. The government has every incentive to keep moving the goalposts, keep taking your freedom, keep locking you down to the point where you have no rights left, no way to challenge them, and then surprise, that's what they're calling the new normal. So if you want to be vaccinated four times a year in order to travel, work, visit friends or family, go to a concert, if you want your business to be closed down, <laughs> if you want to be living on CERB, now they're calling it universal basic income, which I also predicted last year, by the way, just saying. If you want to live <laughs> on universal basic income, which is basically not even enough to survive, uh, keep wearing your mask. Keep ignoring people like me. Keep saying that it's just a mask. Keep saying that the vaccine's good for you. Keep saying that we're conspiracy theorists. If you do that, the country that you love will be gone forever. And people like me will have the means to leave the country, so I won't really care at that point. I'll go somewhere where it's actually good. The majority of you will be stuck here. So if you wanna be stuck in a hellhole that you helped create for yourself, then don't listen to anything I'm saying. If you want your country back, it's time to take off your mask, it's time to open your business, and it's time to realize that the only way out of this is united non-compliance. Thank you, everybody. Go ahead and watch the backlog of videos of him on rebelnews.com. You can use the search bar, and of course, Chris Sakochia one on Twitter, and Real Chris Guy on Instagram. I memorized those, so I'm learning from you. Thanks a lot, Chris. Good to Always have you. Always a pleasure, you know.